back, boys and girls, to another episode of K-Fabe Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer, and I am joined once again by the king of the K-Fabe kickflip, Mr. Wex Breaking the Lawson. Wex, how are we living today? Living great, living great. Uh, hopefully the weather will be nice so I can go do some K-Fabe kickflips because we had some bad storms yesterday. We did. We got pretty hectic. Power went out a few times, but hey, we're feeling great. We got some good wrestling news on the horizon. I, got, I went to Dynamite Live this week. It was fantastic. Great birthday celebration. But I'm looking forward to talking about these rumors and these things that are going on in the, in the business right now. Some of that tea, baby. In the biz. In the biz. I am very excited about it. Uh, this week's episode is a Baker's Dozen. Uh, I'm pretty pumped about that. Always love to get uh, good old Jesse Baker the reins to the show and interview uh, the best up-and-coming uh, the people that have just been working in the scene for a long time. And I believe today's guest is Scott Hensley. What can you tell me about him, Wex? Scott Hensley, he's uh, pretty sure he's the guy who started Scenic City. As you know, that's a big, Ooh, very cool, popular yeah. wrestling event in the south of Scenic City Invitational, the Scenic City Tournament. Yeah. A good showcase for up-and-coming, not just southern pro wrestlers, just any great young up-and-coming pro wrestlers. But particularly right. down here in the south, not a Chattanooga, he has a lot to do with TWE and action wrestling, too. He's just a very instrumental person in, you know, the showcase of pro wrestling in the South. I love it, man. I'm excited about today's episode. I'm excited about the Baker's Dozen. But before we get to that, it's my and your favorite part of the show. It's Wexley Spills the Tea. Fill up my cup, baby. What we got? Oh, we're going to fill it up to the tippy top today. And let's just go ahead and jump right in. The biggest fucking stuff going on right now is that Cody Rhodes news, the Cody Rhodes saga. So, yeah, he's gone from AEW. Him and Brandy are officially gone. Officially. And no one knows exactly what he's going to do yet. There's heavy rumors going, leaning very hard towards WWE, but Mm -hmm. there's many possibilities. Nothing's been set in stone yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think he is going to WWE, actually. But, see, I feel like there's a way for all of these rumors to kind of be true. Like, all of them. I think it's a possibility. I like, okay. I don't know if I see Cody Rhodes being, um, Seth Rollins on Monday night raw every Monday I, I, or, or Roman Reigns on SmackDown every, every Friday. I, I just don't, I don't see him being a weekly guy every I mean, he wasn't that in AEW either. So to me, uh, you know, we've also heard the rumor, which I don't think it's really a headline. It's just more rumor and like suspicion that he might be trying to purchase ring of honor. I think that there's a possibility for him to sign with WWE in a more of a part-time fashion and also own Ring of Honor. Um, And I think that that could be a really big leg up for this whole Forbidden Door vibe for WWE, Um, especially if they start kind of, you know, I mean, at that point, too, you will have had if that like it's just imagine in an imaginary booking world let's say let's say that does happen okay WWE signs Cody Rhodes to a part-time gig and he also buys Ring of Honor right so if that happens we will have seen the Ring of Honor championship defended on Ring of Honor's own show on AEW and on WWE that'd be a massive coup for for WWE not only that but getting an AEW VP who is now the owner of Ring of Honor, like it makes WWE seem like, oh, they're all about the Forbidden Door, which realistically it's just a deal with one guy who haven't, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's a good, and it's honestly like a little bit, it'd be good for Ring of Honor, more exposure for them. It'd be good for, for everyone. It really would be good for everyone. Yeah. Including AEW, because then you get some AEW like, 
loyalty type vibe. Like you, I mean, we are, we're, we're already experiencing it now. I mean, they have, a, they have a grassroots AEW is going nowhere is, is pretty much what I'm saying. They're, they're, they're an established brand. that's going to stay for a very, very, very long time. Um, I, I do think that the whole EVP vibe, the bucks, Omega, Cody, that's all going to eventually fall away. It's, it's Tony Khan's show it's and it should be, it really now. should be. That's actually one of the main reasons why Cody left is because it is Tony Khan's show now and he does control everything. The EVP yeah. now is just more of a formality, a name and Cody really wanted more creative control and wanted to be the EVP, even though the other guys aren't really doing that anymore. They're just kind of like helping out in little aspects here, but they're not full creative control. They're not booking. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying mean, to help the tag division, help the women's division, do what they can. But right, I mean, if you can get, but, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, you get somebody like Cody Rhodes and he runs Ring of Honor. Even if he gets half of that roster back, like like let's say you get you know the Kingdom back, uh, Gresham and Braun or Titan or whatever. That alone with indie guys, you can make that work for sure. Like um, at least on a, on on that third level, they could at least rise to the impact level. I think you could easily get people like the inspiration over there. And when certain guys contracts come up with AEW, I could see. I mean, Janellis is coming up; he's not going to renew. Um, yeah, maybe some of the lower mid card guys they know Sean they would be able to get that extra push. Yeah, and they could do something like a Christian Cage back in the day. Go to the smaller promotion, build your brand up. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get some Makes of the sense. old NXT guys that still haven't been signed. Um, I'm still waiting for Patrick Clark, AKA the Velveteen dream to get a shot somewhere. I think that dude's a great wrestler and I don't think he's done, but we'll see. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think it'll be, that could work. And I know Cody really, he wants to honor his dad's booking legacy. Yeah. Wants and to, I think you know. he's a good booker. I genuinely do think he's good. At, I mean, if he, if he has been the one that's involved in his storylines, the only thing that I think really sucked was the Anthony Agogo thing. That's what I was going to say. And that's like, I feel was the beginning of the salt turn where people were just like, eh, but that, I, I think the booking would have worked if they could have done it in the UK with it, with that crowd being way behind a go-go. You know what I mean? Yes, like, that would make sense. But the whole pro-America thing, it just doesn't I agree. work in 2022. It just doesn't. I agree. I agree. I agree. We're done with that shit. This ain't WWE. Maybe he can make it work in WWE. But you know who's not going to be going there with him apparently is Brandy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I mean, I think that she's done with wrestling. I mean, at least done with that side of it. Like on on screen she doesn't she seems like she does not like being on camera well actually that's the quite the opposite she still wants to wrestle she's been actually saw training this week and she still wants to pursue an in-ring career and wwe made her made her an announcer for a reason the first time oh i like, see i see i see yeah and there's contrary reports coming out backstage a lot of people saying no one liked brandy backstage but a lot of people are coming out defending it saying oh a lot of people did like her so it's kind of all up in the air i just know it's she's probably just like every other wrestling locker room and it's a bunch of clicks and a certain click of people hated her and a certain click of people loved her and that's just the way it is yeah can't please everybody these days can't. but yeah so other big news there's the big rumor that stone cold steve austin may be having a match at wrestlemania Bro, have you heard the cra- the craziest part about? It? Okay, so that's that we've heard that rumor against KO, right? Yeah, against Kevin. The Owen. craziest part is that they're gonna try. Like rumor has it now is that they're gonna try to somehow fit John Cena into a three way with them, so that Dude. way Owens can kind of carry a lot of the match if he needs to. But you still get awesome spots between Cena and Austin that we never got, and I think I love that idea of a triple. Hey, threat. can uh, Cena just wrestle in his peacemaker gear? Oh, please. I don't, I'd be Please. totally down for that because he – like 
I was not a very big Cena fan, but after his like acting run recently, I became a oh, Cena Peacemaker fan. Oh, Peacemaker kicks ass, by the way. I love that show. If you're not Why watching not on HBO, show that oh my charisma God, you gotta watch it. He never got to like display that charisma. It was all like no, pretty standard great. basic, except it's for the great. thugonomic shit. He got he got to say some stuff, but yeah. once he dropped that and was just like, I'm Cena, Super Cena man. He just never he never really got it on the mic. As good, but dude. Yeah, he did a uh, he did an interview that's on YouTube. You guys can find it too with GQ um, after the second or third uh, episode of, of Peacemaker came out, and he was talking about wrestling, uh, and he said that he's actually pitched ideas to Vince about wrestling in between his acting gigs, and that that he doesn't run the company, and that he was to- like he essentially was told no a couple times. So it's not that he's like just not been there. Like apparently he's had gaps where he's wanted to come back and work, and Vince has been like, and Vince nope. said no. Well, what if Mr. Tony Khan says yes? Yeah, I don't. They already have that. Happen. I mean, hey, there's already the partnership. He's working for DC. They're owned by the same happen. company. Hey, it's it would never anything's happen. Po- anything's possible these days. We never thought CM Punk would come back. We never John thought Cena Jericho is the be. Undertaker, though, man. He's never. I mean, it's like Austin or Rock. Neither one of those guys are ever going to AEW. Never. Hey, well, never, speaking ever. of the Undertaker, he was just announced this morning as the first inductee of the WWE Hall of Fame. Oh, I didn't know that. She- just Good. right, that like an sense. hour before we started recording. So the Undertaker, you know, uh, we knew this was going to happen. Like this should have happened ten years ago, to be honest. But yeah. Undertaker Hall of Fame, fantastic. We knew it was going to happen. But WWE is up to their old tactics again. They released longtime Spanish announce team announcer Carlos Cabrera. I mean, that dude's oldest sin, though. I mean, imagine if Jr. Oldest was still on sin. Raw. That's you know cheap. what I'm saying? Like, hey, but they just, you know, I don't know now. Remember when it was him when it was him and Hugo Savinovich? That was the best Spanish announced oh, team from the nineties. Yeah. Oh, dude, because Hugo sold the so that they well. Did. When the when the when the tables went down, oh, the selling was dude, just top notch. Hell in the cell. The way Hugo Savinovich went down, he slid like a fucking yeah. worm. It was great. Awesome. I love those guys. Sucks to see that now the other half is officially gone and two oh five live officially canceled. Thank There's God. now a new show coming on Friday nights called NXT Level Up. Oh no! And I think it's going to be in direct competition with Rampage. Oh, uh, well, on what channel? Sci-Fi? Some random shit. It's coming on at same time, like Fridays at nine o'clock, I think. And it's only going to be a one-hour show, just like it might that. Just, it's probably like a Peacock streaming thing or something. Yeah, I think so. But they completely changed it. No more two hundred five live. It's called NXT Level Up, and it's all colorful and crazy looking, like NXT two well, apparently uh, the WWE themselves are loving NXT 2.0 now, and they think that Shawn Michaels has like completely revamped that whole thing, and they're in love with the way it's going right now. Well, I guess they didn't see all those people booing Braun Breaker winning the title the other night, and then they because they pumped in fake crowd noise to make it seem like they were cheering for him. You could just see thumbs downs everywhere. Everybody really wanted Santos Escobar to win at that point, but you know you can't please everybody, just like we said. And you were talking about NXT signings that haven't been. Anywhere yet? Well, last night on New Japan Strong, we had three former NXT guys show up. Ooh, who showed up? Uh, Shane Thorne. Okay, met back up with his uh, TM thirty six or the Mighty Don't Neil yeah. Jonah yeah. Rock. He was in part of that, so like he's back with his Australian the Mighty Don't Neil boys. Uh, Grand Metalik came back as his old gimmick Mascara Dorada and reignited his feud with TJP from Two Hundred Five Live. So you know that's pretty cool. Yeah, they could span that in between companies and Isaiah Swerve Scott made his debut to nice. challenge Jay White and he denied a chance to join the Bullet Club. I love it. I love that. That's cool. I think that those, all those guys fit for New Japan. I think that that's a good run there, especially if New Japan ends up doing another partnership with another company like an impact or, you know, whatever. 
And speaking of people wrestling there, old Buddy Murphy, Buddy Matthews, is very heavily teased to be the third guy in the House of Black. They did a little promo this week, and that's like the rumor going around that he's going to be the third guy. I love it, dude. I think Buddy Matthews is the third guy, right? Yeah, I think like Buddy Matthews is super underrated. I could totally see awesome programs with guys like Jungle Boy and Starks and Guevara. Um, yeah, the dude's got a ton of talent, and he's a ridiculously good worker. I'm a big fan. And uh, one thing I want to mention, pretty cool, we did the GCW show last week, and we were mm-hmm. raving about how good 16-year-old Nick Wayne is. He actually got an all-elite wrestling contract. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's a crazy contract, man. I mean, he's got to finish high school before he can go full-time, but he's yeah, still going to wrestle on shows, which is crazy. It's more like a development. Like a, it's basically like they're securing him to his deal like like a college player. Like, a oh, future, we're going to secure like a this kid, contract. lock him up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They're locking him up. They're like, oh, yeah, we're not going to let WWE get a hold of this dude. Absolutely not. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, me too. Um, Great. Fantastic shit. Uh, The only other big thing in the news, uh, I know you were talking about Titan, but uh, Braun Strowman, a.k.a. or Titan, a.k.a. Braun Strowman and EC3 are actually starting their own promotion called Control Your Narrative. And there's a TV deal imminent, apparently. Huh. Control Your Narrative. That's going to be the name of the promotion. That's a bad idea. I, I don't like that idea from them. I don't think I don't that's think, smart. I don't think that they're they're not. Uh, that's a bad idea. I don't think they're, yeah, they're able to carry this, a company. I think it's a uh, bad timing with the Cody leaving uh, AEW and all this big stuff going on. Like no one really yeah. cares about this. Like no, New Japan's got some shit popping off. AEW storylines are popping. WWE they're headed in the right direction. I don't think anybody really cares about the uh, control your narrative at this point. Impact all great episode of Impact last night. No surrenders coming up tomorrow. Like all these all the companies are doing well. I don't think you need to start another one. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's exciting. It's exciting indeed. Anything else before we get to the episode? I mean, that's pretty much the the meat and the potatoes. Cody Rhodes, Stone Cold maybe coming back. I mean, if that's that, those are the headlines in wrestling right now. Stone Cold and Cody Rhodes. Did you ever think that would be the headlines coming in the last week? I did. I did not. But I am sure excited about it. Um, man, before we get any further, though, let's go ahead and jump into this week's episode. We're back with the Baker's Dozen. It's Jesse Baker and Mr. Scott Hensley. Welcome back to Kayfabe Comparison, second installation of the Baker's Dozen. Thanks so much to my partners, Daniel, John Schaefer, Mr. Know-It-All himself, and Wex Breaking the Lawson. And I am just very glad to have our guest today, Mr. Scott Hensley. Scott, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, man. Thank you for joining us. I, um, Nashville, so on and so forth. We're pretty close, pretty close. <laughs> but one of my biggest things, one of my biggest admiration points for you is Scenic City Invitational turned me on to so many incredibly important wrestlers and, and it, it, people that obviously we saw instantaneously almost in much larger factions and things. So I'm very fucking happy to have you on. I hope that we're happy to have the same thing. We're coming up on uh, March 5th, the scenic city rumble. Yeah, we are. 
Yeah, we are so excited to have the uh, the fourth ever Scenic City Rumble coming up uh, March 5th at Saudi Daisy High School. We have six big matches and, in, well, seven if you include the 30-person over-the-top rumble. The winner of that will be entered into the uh, big two-day tournament that we do in August, the Scenic City Invitational Tournament, and they will get to pick their first-round opponent. That absolutely rules. Those are some stakes. Please. Yeah. That's what makes shit interesting, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and we like the the sort of synergy uh, between the shows, and we, we try to create a fun event where you can come and know nothing about it and have a good time, or you can get invested in it, and you can follow us from event to event and uh, have a good time and learn more about the wrestlers and sort of follow a, a story of wrestlers trying to be the best. One of my favorite things about... SCI the first year that I went was the experience and I know COVID has kind of put a damper on this but the experience of being able to go and also stay in Best Western with the City Cafe and kind of be right around all of the talent and everybody else I would imagine that that's got to be an important part to more than just me right Oh absolutely yeah we've we've really created a community and uh, I, I give credit where credit is due to the Hells family for uh, really starting that. Dylan Hells and, uh, of course, Papa Hells, his dad, and Devin and Dustin. And uh, that's been passed on to sort of Ben Zaney. And uh, I, I just really appreciate them so much. And uh, it's, it's so cool to have so many people from literally other countries come in and uh, just have the community that they have and the fandom of uh, coming together for a destination event. Absolutely. Destination event being the key, and that is huge. And that's part of what I admire the most about what y'all do is destination event, the ability to promote it the right way. Are you uh, – so obviously Saudi Daisy, Chattanooga, so on and so forth, are those your origins? I am actually from Tullahoma, Tennessee, so halfway between me and you. And uh, I came down here for college and got plugged into the wrestling scene in uh, Alabama and Georgia and Tennessee. And uh, I've been able to use my uh, resources that way to pool some people together and just make friends of friends and put together some really cool events. And we have branched out from being something that's uh, just about uh, pushing the local talent to being something that's about uh, getting them a lot of exposure, raising a lot of money, and uh, being something that's seen all over the world now. Yeah, and that's what it's really about at the end of the day, ex exposure, promotion, so on and so forth. The, um, I mean, SCI, obviously, huge deal. Also, action wrestling is a big, big, big deal. And kind of... One thing we probably should touch on, the very first ever uh, homosexual IWTV champion, Mr. AC yeah. Matt. That's a huge <laughs> deal. Oh, it absolutely is. And it, it's just strange as, as a straight white guy that, that barriers are still sort of needing to be broken down. And uh, so, I mean, just to, to be a guy that, you know, I, I've booked AC Max since I think 2017 because he told me he was in the 2017 Rumble for 
17 seconds, I think it was. <laughs> so, it, you know, I, I booked him when he was when he was nobody. And just to see his evolution as a performer and then to see him accomplish something that's so cool to see someone accomplish and that means so much to so many people. And wrestling is uh, really at a really good place, I think, with uh, inclusivity and uh, just celebrating differences. Yeah. I would have to agree that it's it's a lot to be able to see that and recognize it. And also, it's a big move to be able to embrace that and actually be a part of that being in action. That's kind of – it's very impressive at the end of the day. The uh, booking decisions-wise when it comes to – SCI particularly, what goes into that? Like, are are you like really kind of weighing on the people that I don't know how? Like, just describe that process if you don't mind. Uh, we want to work with people that want to work with us, uh, and we, we we don't want to. Uh, I mean, we're we're probably not going to be able to give somebody a house payment to come work for us. Uh, but you know, we, we do have a large charity aspect to what we do. We have a very small, uh, budget and you know, we, we are, you know, we definitely pay everybody, but at the same time, uh, we are sort of a, uh, a dream seeking promotion, uh, where, you know, we are paying in those exposure bucks for the most part. I mean, like I said, you know, we're, we're not asking anybody to work for free, but, but nobody's making a killing yet off of us, but we still want to be a great networking hub and a great place for people to, to say, you know, that's where I met such and such. That's where I wrestled such and such. That's where these people saw me for the first time. And that has absolutely happened since 2015. Heck yeah. Uh, do you feel that the talent get annoyed by that, or do you feel that they're appreciative of being put on the platform that you guys put them on? I would say it depends on their goals. I think there are some people whose goals don't align with ours that they do just want to be somebody that automatically makes a lot of money and who doesn't want to make a lot of money. Uh, but we, we are a stop along the road rather than a final destination. And I, I don't think some wrestlers have the vision for that. And then I think uh, different people's visions evolve over time. And so I think a lot of people start out with, you know, I'll do some things for exposure and then maybe they don't get to where they want. And so from then on out, they're like, okay, the fun is over. It's all serious from now on. If it doesn't pay all my bills, then I don't want to do it. And that's 100% okay. It just takes communication and uh, just figuring out what each other's goals are and, and creating mutually beneficial relationships. Yep. Makes all the sense in the world. The uh, It's kind of one of those things that I really want to ask myself. I've seen a lot of people that were not only through Action, not only through Scenic City, but also through Southern Underground Pro and through Crux and through other places like that that have obviously shown up gone into GCW, gone into AEW, gone into even WWE, and it, it's kind of one of those situations that you wonder 
what is going to happen next, MLW, so on and so forth. Like Daniel Maccabe, Manser, Greeny, Joey Lynch, Kevin Koo, AJ Gray, AC Mack, Marco, Scorpio. Like one of my favorite stories on earth, I, 2018 SCI. I may or may not have enjoyed some quote unquote chocolate cake with two gold Scorpio and in the best Western right outside of the city cafe off of old Lee highway. And those things are things that like can't be repeated. So I'm wondering if what's, what's the next move? What's the next move for any of that kind of stuff in, in terms of how you guys understand it? Well, I think we have built a good sponsorship network where we are able to reach out and get some of the bigger names like that. Uh, of course, this year, sort of our, our biggest name was probably Daniel Garcia, who, like you talked about, instantly you know, was on AEW. And uh, I, I think he was actually working something with uh, 2.0 and was working with Sting like the week before SCI. And as a promoter, it's like that's your dream is to have somebody already sort of wave the banner on a mainstream scale before they get to you. Uh, but then, of course, you know, we, we want them to wave that banner once they uh, leave us as well. Uh, so, you know, to get the bigger names and everything, it's just uh, sort of keeping your ear to the ground and trying to figure out who has the talent and the passion and uh, what makes sense for both people. Yeah, absolutely. The, so one big part of SCI that I really love to focus on and part of it that I admire again, that 501c3 nonprofit level, you're benefiting people. You're, you're It's charity. And I wonder how that benefits you and what your experience is like going through that. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, th- there's times at the end of the day where you feel like, all the work is for someone else, uh, but I think you have to celebrate that. Uh, I think w- if you look at the results that we've had with the two goals that we have of raising money and raising exposure, uh, you know we have certainly accomplished that for the wrestlers and for the schools that we've worked for. Uh, you know we are literally at tens of thousands of dollars raised for uh, organizations that depend on outside funding uh, to have uniforms and to have the right weight equipment to train and uh, the, the different things that, I mean, yeah, you can play those sports without that stuff or with old uniforms and everything, uh, but it, it means so much to those programs and it helps them out so much. And I'm just really glad to be a part of that and the wrestlers story and per- Progression as well. That makes a lot of sense to me. I think that that is incredibly important. I wonder, you don't have to spill the tea if you don't want to, but in terms of having to deal with that monetarily when it comes to talent and things like that, have there been difficulties with that scenario, like just describing it to people? Oh, definitely. I mean, I think people leave... And wrestlers have left as well, thinking that myself or myself and Matt Griffin literally just load up our car with piles of cash and, you know, are rolling down the road after the shows. And that's not true at all. I mean, we we rarely, if ever, leave with 
any different than you know some of the wrestlers there's been shows where we don't pay each other and there's been shows where you know we take you know not much at all but some but most of that is just going to repay expenses you know it it is very much non-profit passion project on our part uh but it is a it's a labor of love and it's something that you know Matt Griffin and I both love doing and sort of action evolved out of Scenic City Matt Griffin was actually a cameraman at the 2015 Scenic City Invitational Oh that's I did not know that <laughs> I looked up a lot of shit and I didn't find that Yeah and uh, Dylan Hells was uh, in the crowd in 2015. He came up because he said he saw Congo Kong advertised. But, yeah. you know, at, at that time, Kong was a guy really on the upswing and would later go on to, to Impact Wrestling and do pretty well there. Uh, but that was a huge event in 2015 to partner with a local promotion, bring in outside guys. And we had uh, empire wrestling that had so many good local guys to, to build up and to feed off of. And uh, then that sort of went away and for 2016, but we evolved into more of what we are now, which is uh, school fundraisers, but we've been able to create a brand out of those fundraiser shows. And that's been really exciting. That's huge. And creating a brand not only is integral, but it's amazing to be able to do that and actually genuinely benefit things that are going on. I think my next question is going to be, who are you most excited for in the 2022 Scenic City Rumble? Hmm. And I think Tank is a good answer. Uh, <laughs> I mean... Yeah. Tank, I, I always, I always love the big guys in, in rumble matches because I mean, it takes a, a group effort to get them out if somebody can get them out. And uh, Tank is that veteran presence guy that you know he's got the size, he's got the legitimacy, he's got the experience, and uh, just one of the most interesting guys in professional wrestling because he spans uh, styles, he spans generations of wrestlers. I mean, he wrestled terribly. Gordy, he wrestled Abdullah the Butcher, Gypsy Joe, but then he also wrestled guys like Samoa Joe and uh, Seth Rollins and AJ Styles and Matt Riddle. I mean, nobody has the resume that Tank has, and uh, he's so unpredictable, which is good and bad as a promoter. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I don't know if you've ever seen the clip from a show that we did in Cell Creek uh, where he just absolutely flattens AJ Gray, who is sitting in a chair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, the, the school, somebody was like, uh, was that one of your chairs? And I was like, hmm, <laughs> I don't think so. So we auctioned it off. They, they both signed it and we auctioned it off and, I think it ended up raising like $100 or something. So the school was like, destroy away. <laughs> there you go. That's how it happened. Probably like as we're kind of starting to wrap this up, I would say obviously the IWTV relationship is pretty integral to everything that you guys do. But also it it didn't start that way. And I just kind of wonder like, What's your favorite thing you ever booked? Oh, mercy. I know. That's a throw off. Man. That, that, is, <laughs> that, that is a really hard one. 
Uh, I, I will say one of my favorite things was definitely uh, the story of Joey Lynch. Uh, Joey Lynch was out in the first round in 2015 and then uh, made it to the second round, 16, final 17, and then uh, I believe it was 18 was uh, the year that he went all the way. But just to see his crazy match with PCO and uh, to see his little boy jump in the ring with him at the end there uh, to celebrate, uh, that's, you know, it's those real moments that we've been able to create and piggybacking off of that. Um, the, the point where Jaden Newman earned a spot in the, the scenic city rum or scenic city invitational, uh, you know, taking his, his, taking his beating from, uh, from Warhorse, and, uh, then Matt Griffin and I legitimately going into the ring to show him, uh, or to literally invite him to be a part of the invitational, uh, 100% shoot. Um, he had no knowledge of that. His family had no knowledge of that. And Jaden's mom, Jaden's mom is a crier, which, uh, you know, <laughs> she, oh, she, she loves Jaden so much. And, uh, it's, it's so emotional when, when somebody that is an overcomer like Jaden is, uh, is able to accomplish something for real because he's a guy that at 15 years old, his grandfather bought him a wrestling company in Chattanooga. And so he's had a weird path into wrestling, but he's absolutely earned everybody's respect. And, uh, it's been a journey along the way for that. El numero uno. That's right. Itchy bond number one. I can't argue that. That absolutely rules. That's a great answer. And uh, I, you know, outside of anything else, the only other thing that I can really ask is what do you want to plug? Yeah. Uh, SCIWrestling.com for tickets. It is March 5th. Uh, doors open at 6.30. Bell time is 7.30. And uh, we have those six huge matches. Uh, starting at the top, uh, I'll, I'll start with the Rumble match. We've announced 20 entrants. You can check those out on our uh, social media. On Twitter, it's S- at SCI Tournament. Uh, we have, like I said, 20 entrants announced. We're going to announce four more on Monday uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern. And uh, then we'll have uh, six more mystery or fill-in entrants there. Uh, we also have a, a Southern Underground Pro Bone Storm Championship match. Uh, really excited to have that. A.J. Gray, a GCW star, ranked uh, in the top 50 in the world by PWI last year. Uh, he's coming to town with that championship to defend it against El Numero Uno, Ichiban. Number one, Jaden Newman. So, and uh, it's Jaden Newman's high school. So, to get to fight for a championship at your own high school, you know, it's a cool opportunity there against literally one of the best in the world. Uh, we have uh, the, he's still the IWTV champion at this time. Uh, if he has that championship, then it will be defended on uh, March the 5th. AC Mac, uh, we have. Uh, Avery Good, professional wrestler, coming in. He's on his retirement tour, and uh, this is one of his last two or three matches. He's taking on Eric Royal in a match that will be just absolutely amazing because Eric Royal is good at everything. Uh, <laughs> true. And uh, we have sort of some proving ground matches as well. Uh, we have a local guy, uh, Jax Dane, coming back to town. 
Uh, he's been all over the world. He's been an NWA World Heavyweight Champion. He's on NWA, and uh, he's actually a, a Saudi Daisy High School alumni as well from uh, nearby Sell Creek. But uh, he's coming to take on Noah Hossman, who is a trainee of uh, Kurt Stallion and then is a trainee of the Jacobs Pritchard Wrestling Academy. So quite the background for him. And uh, so, you know, and they both have Tennessee and Texas ties there. So an interesting backstory to that match. And uh, then we have... um, the tag match of uh, Violence is Forever versus the Squatting Dragons. And uh, very excited to have that. And uh, my son is screaming in the next room. And so uh, all of that and more, March the 5th. <laughs> at, uh, like I said, tickets will be available at the door or SCIWrestling.com. And uh, we really look forward to having something for the community and for the wrestlers. Absolutely. Please visit SCIWrestling.com. Scott, I can't thank you enough for your time. I really appreciate it, and I very much look forward. I'm going to try and make it down to Chattanooga at that time as well, so we'll see what happens. But hey, it, For, for anybody, anybody that can't make it, IWTV Live. It's going to be on uh, IWTV Live, so uh, if you can't make it in person, there's nothing like it in person. But uh, check us out on IWTV if you can't make it. If your worst-case scenario is IWTV Live, just go to IWTV.net.com.net. I can't recall. But you can find it. Use the Google. It'll be okay. Thank you very much, Scott. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And that was the Baker's Dozen featuring Jesse Baker and Mr. Scott Hensley. Yeah, man. Good stuff. Great interview. I'm really glad to have him on the show. It's awesome. I had like no idea. So it's really cool to see all the things that he's kind of had his hand in. Um, Yeah, man, I'm excited. We got a a good thing rolling here. Nice, quick little interview. Good little uh, show. Lots of lots of meat on the bone in the tea. I'd say it's a pretty good episode this week. Yeah, definitely. Looking forward to uh, the next couple weeks of programming that we got coming up, too. Yeah, man, I am hype. I am hype. Uh, This week was, again, the Baker's Dozen with Scott Hensley. And next week, it's an all-current events show. I'm pretty excited about it. It's going to be WWE's Elimination Chamber from Saudi um, going up against Impact's No Surrender from this weekend. Do do you know exactly what we have going on in No Surrender this weekend, by any chance? Uh, we got a lot of Bullet Club stuff going on. Uh, G.O.D. versus the Good Brothers for the Impact Ooh. Tag Team Championships. Uh, Matt Cardona defending his uh, title against the former champion, Jordan Grace, the uh, you know their version of the internet the title. The media digital, championship the, or whatever the digital media championship. Digital media but yes, championship. Yeah, yeah. that should be a good match. There's a lot, a lot of good stuff going on there. Yeah, I'm excited about it. The Elimination Chamber is exciting. Uh, again, too, with the Cody news. You never know. He maybe just pops up, takes somebody's place in the chamber or something. Dude, if... If I hear you're only smoking mirrors and uh, Cody comes out. Oh, dude, no, I think he's going to let him keep that. their their song with that yeah, whole like probably downstate. I mean, they did all these royal like, family or songs, whatever. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sense. Well, I think he keeps the whole thing with the, like his little narrative intro and the whole thing. I think he, his intro stays exactly the same. Um, Will he come but, out of the stage, though? Will he rise from the stage? Oh, yeah, they're going to do. They're going to push him big. I mean, yeah, he's going to be a main event guy right away. Right away. Um yeah, man, that's going to be crazy, dude. Bloodline, what if they do? They, they, I feel like they're going to have to put some other guys with him, though. Like maybe like a, I don't know. 
I don't know. It's neither here nor there. We'll find out. We're going to find out in Elimination Chamber. That's next week. Two weeks from now, we are covering our first MLW main event show. It's uh, MLW Super Fight 2022. Seeing our boy Alex Kane throw some folks around on that show. Pretty hyped for that. Uh, that one's going to go going to be going up against TNA Destination X from 2007. Um, so lots of meat on the bone there. Kind of like in the same kind of world. Comparing uh, like a little 15-year throwback there. How you feeling about covering some MLW finally? I am actually really excited to cover some MLW, not only seeing some bodies being tossed by Alex Kane, but just all the other great shit that's going to be on it. Killer Cross is going to be totally. on that show. Yeah. There's going to be, like you said, lots of meat on the bone to cover. Yeah, man. I'm very excited. Uh, rounding out three weeks for us is going to be AEW's Revolution. It's about time for an AEW pay-per-view, man. It's been a while. Yep. So AEW Revolution, and that's going to be going up against WWE's No Way Out from 2007. So covering a lot of 2007 in the next couple weeks. Uh, next week is all current. I'm pretty excited about it, man. We got a lot of a lot of stuff to go over, and then uh, we're dude. We got. I mean, we got a ton of really cool stuff coming up for March and April, and I'm pretty sure Mr. Jesse Baker is going to be on the majority of our March shows. I know he's going to be on our MLW show. Pretty sure he's going to be on the AEW show. So I'm hyped. And then we got Mania coming up right after that. So, you know, everything's pretty exciting at this time of year for wrestling. Yeah, man. I am super hyped about it. I uh, can try to maybe even try to get the KG cast back on for the WrestleMania show. Have a big super show. Ooh, that'd be um, great. I'm pretty pumped about it, man. Uh, that's going to do it for us this week, though. You can always find the show at kfabe.com and all of your social, except for the Tiki Talk. It's at kfabe.com pod. Um, where we have most of our media is actually on TikTok and on YouTube. Uh, so be sure to follow us and hit the subscribe button. Also, hit that bell so you get a notification when we have a new video pop up. Um, you can always find me at Daniel Daybreak pretty much everywhere. Wex, give them the script, baby. Where can they find you? You can find your boy Wex at Wex Breaking the Loss on all social medias. And I'm going to try to be a little bit better about that kayfabe comparisons Instagram and Twitter. Trying to get the videos on there too. Possibly, yeah. you know, more platforms, more people can get their eyes on it. And love the podcast. It. I love it. I'm hyped for it. That's going to do it for us this week. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.